You're listening to a DM podcast. G'day, pod lovers, podcasters, podlings, and welcome to Behind the Podcast, the podcast that opens the studio doors and takes a peek behind the microphone to tell you, the listener, the producer, the creator, the aficionado, what's happening in the podverse. I'm Jules, and with me, as always, is Stocks. Hello. In this week's episode, the late night exodus continues, Joe Rogan's looming decision, insights on podcasts by SBS. The director's commentary is back. The Economist gets economical and jewels and stocks as best of the year. G'day, stocks. Good to see you, mate. How are you doing? I'm great. How are you? Good, good. You're coming in heavy on the on the morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Taking my nootropics and uh, caffeinated and got in the water. So yeah, I'm alive. Traffic was a bitch, but here we are. Lovely. So out in the ocean, summertime's coming around. Beautiful stuff. No jealousy at all. Glorious. No, 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 but I mean, you get to drink scotch by fireplaces, right? Yeah, that's very true. Smoking cigars, playing golf. Everything. That's Lots of tweeds. Writing like a penny farthing in twee. That's right. So <laughs> you're not living. Eating haggis. Yeah, I went for a big walk today and maybe even got a little bit of colour on my face somehow in the Scottish winter. Uh, maybe like windburn. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Could be. Could be. But look, in between all of that, there has been some podcast news going on. How about you? What have you found out there in your searches? Well, I think we're going to have a bit of fun this week based on uh, the backlash of us killing people last week for including yeah. podcasts in the list. I got particularly razzed about conversations being in there. Um, <laughs> let's just say... National treasure. Yeah, national treasure. I won't die on that hill. We thought we'd do our, our top podcast of the year by category. Uh, we'll do that. Yeah. Till, we'll do it in the back half of the show. But we thought we'd get in front of all these end of year lists, which are going to be coming hard and fast, and Spotify wrapped, etc., etc., etc. So we thought we'd just jump on it today. And um, so at the end of the show, we'll go through our top podcasts of the year by category. Look forward to it. Look forward to hearing what you've come up with. In the interim, though, my boy, my Absolutely. boy, my number one draft pick in the uh, <laughs> in the late night TV show. What do they call them? Fuck Team 5, what are they called? Um, what are they Task called? Force 5, Strike Force 5? Strike Force, Strike Force 5. 5, yeah, that's it. And he, <laughs> this man didn't make the cut. No. Mr. James Corden, yes, uh, he is getting a podcast deal with Sirius XM. My boy, the man from Cuckpool Karaoke. I love this guy. <laughs> it's probably not going to surprise anyone what really the format of this show is. He, his quote is interesting. I don't know if the show is interesting. His quote is, it's rather like Desert Island Discs, which is a, yeah. a radio format that started in the Second World War. Very long-running, tried-and-true and tested format. But the interviewees will be expected to converse with Corden about their favourite music, films, books, as well as offering up advice and untold stories about their life. So it's interviews, right? Yeah, which is you know, to be expected. I think, like, for me, James Corden, I don't know. I mean... I'm not as big a fan as you are, Stocks, and, and your fandom is probably questionable anyway. I think he took a big hit with all that stuff that came out a bit about him being a bit of a prick, really. So I don't know whether he's got a, you know, if some of his goodwill is gone, but we'll see. Yeah, I mean, let's just clarify what that was because I hate to go into details like this about my favourite people. But in 2022, <laughs> Corden admitted he'd been ungracious during an incident at a New York restaurant that led to him being banned from a venue. So there's quite this interesting back and forth with these, between this celebrity chef, restaurant yeah. owner, Keith McNally, who basically said Corden had been really nasty. 
to staff on two separate occasions while dining at his restaurant and just been a bit it sort of burst a bubble on this lovable chubby jolly uh englishman who sits who drives a car around la singing with all his favorite heroes in such an earnest yeah. way uh turns out he wasn't driving a car oh jeez the glass continues to shatter <laughs> So, I mean, I, well, I guess you look at the show and you go, yeah, this is a very traditional format. What I'm trying to wrap my head around is how is James Corden going to insert himself into this show? Like, how is he going to show off his amazing ability to sing, his amazing cheesiness, all his talent? How is he going to wedge this into the show? And is the audience member actually going to get to say anything? Yeah, it's a very good question. I think it's it's worth uh, it's worth checking it out, and, and you know when it comes along. I think you know purely because obviously it's it's another big celebrity podcast, but it is another one of these late night talk show hosts who have decided to go into this down this avenue and, and really test out the medium and see what they can do with it. Yes. I mean, it's not the only one. There's another one that we're about to talk about. Yeah, look, and I'm sorry about all my bile on that one. I was just having a bit of fun with James Corden. But let's yeah, let's <laughs> jump into your boy Trevor Noah. Yeah, so look, another one of the late night talk show hosts, he took over The Daily Show from Jon Stewart and this was a bit of a surprise obviously when that first happened. South African born. Yeah, relatively unknown I suppose in America uh, but certainly his profile has grown tremendously and, and this was a big move when he stopped doing that show and is, is you know, doing things like this really. I mean, that's that's him leaving on his own terms as opposed to like, you know, maybe being pushed out and finding something else to do. Yeah, so what's he doing? But look, this one is an interview show. It's it's long form uh, discussions with celebrities, but not just celebrities. Other people who have had some sort of you know impact in in culture, in science, in whatever it might be. Just really interesting people. So we'll see kind of what the mix is going to be like. You know, how often they'll have the celebrity, how often they'll sort of deviate and have these relatively unknowns. You know, public figures who who have done really important things, but I think that's going to be an interesting balance to strike. I suppose there's a lot of chance that people might drop off in between those things. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. The show is called What Now, and basically Noah has said the guests run the gamut from famous to obscure. And when he says obscure, I don't think he's talking about the man from the street. He's saying they've got a mix of massive stars as guests and some people who nobody knows. So it looks like it'll be a very interesting gamut of people. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how Trevor Noah goes. Part of the show format he has is reading quips written by a room of 20 writers but also there's an interview segment at the end of each episode of the daily show so he is a nuanced interviewer be interesting to mm. see him go into a long form format and can he carry it uh he definitely has the star power too let's see if he's got the talent yeah for sure well look forward to that one probably the big question on everyone's lips stocks is uh joe rogan Speaking of long form, yeah, absolutely. the longest form in the world. <laughs> yeah, look, there's, we, we touched on it a few weeks ago, but it's really starting to build some buzz now. Joe Rogan's three-year contract with Spotify worth a reported $200 million US dollars. It's coming to an end shortly. It'll come to an end early in 2024. No one's exactly sure of the date. I mean, someone obviously is, but no one's actually reporting it. <laughs> Hopefully someone at Spotify. Yes, this is going to be tectonic because what we've seen with Spotify in Australia basically used to commission all these shows. They're now down to two shows, Inspired Unemployed and Tony and Ryan. And Tony and Ryan, they're TikTokers. Most of their audience is in the US. So they're really mm. down to one Australian show that they make. And then in the US, you look at something like the two biggest podcasts that Spotify have, uh, Joe Rogan and Call Her Daddy. Call Her mm. Daddy started their own network. Contract also ending with them soon. Yeah, you could see her contract is. Yeah, when her contract ends, you can't imagine she's going to stay around. So Rogan's really the big one. If he falls, 
I mean, who knows? He did a recent interview with uh, old Elon Musk and there was conversations about exploring on air. They were talking about the possibility of him going on over to moving over to Twitter, a.k.a. X, yeah. uh, which would be a huge coup and is the type of thing that I think Musk really would be looking to do to sort of change the narrative about Twitter. X? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that X Twitter has gone from being valued at $44 billion or whatever he bought it for to, to currently being valued around $19 billion. And so that thing has really taken some hits. And this would definitely be a story that kind of, uh, I suppose, put him you know, front foot a lot more with a big name that's going to help sell his, his vision and his, his message. Yeah, and if you've been living under a rock, I mean, Rogan gets about 11 million listeners per episode. It's by far the biggest podcast in the world. He's pumping out three to four a week. It's quality numbers, quantity of content. It's just ridiculous. And then there are entire YouTube accounts which are just based on cutting up his podcast content into video that yeah. thrive as well. And he initially had one of these where he'd do shorts and he'd do sort of eight to 10 minute nuggets of gold plus release a podcast on YouTube. When it went over to Spotify, they took the full episodes off YouTube. So then this whole culture of aggregating basically Joe Rogan content blew up because people would just cut all this stuff up and go, oh, here's, and maybe here's a theme from four different episodes he's, he's done and there's repurposing content. Um, this is just a sidebar on this. This is something that's happening. There's a sort of podcast that keeps popping up in the US charts which and the UK charts, which is just someone who's clipped YouTube stuff from Andrew Tate and just turns it into yeah. sort of seven, eight-minute pearls of wisdom, so to speak, and just is publishing that as a podcast. So there's this huge market for just making this, this content, repurposing it in snackable mm. formats. So, I mean, there's some big questions for Rogan, isn't it? Like, let's look at the case both ways for Joe. He's got a cushy setup right now with Spotify. He doesn't have to really yep. push the boat out too far. It's guaranteed money coming in. But he is starting to have to do ad reads. So I went in and I listened to the uh, interview he did with Musk. He had to do an ad read for a sports betting company like DraftKings, um, which I don't think he would have seen himself doing a couple of years ago. And a, a lot of VPN ads and things like that. So... He's still really having to work for the dollar. So at what point do you go, I may as well control that myself. I don't think you've got to push very hard. You don't need more than one person running Rogan's advertising because it would all be inbound people coming to him going, we want to advertise on your show. So I don't know if he needs the machine of Spotify around him. Mm. There was also the issues where they started having to sort of censor some of his stuff during COVID, not yep. censor it, but put disclaimers there and there was controversy. And I know a lot of people who work at Spotify who A, haven't listened to his show, which <laughs> blows my mind. If you work in podcasting on Spotify and you haven't listened to your biggest show or you claim you know anything about podcasting and you haven't listened to Joe Rogan and you work in the industry, I don't think... What are you doing and thought that they should kick him off so i know internally there's quite a woke culture within spotify who still think he's a bit of a misinformation machine which is it's quite interesting he might want to go and i think people will be queuing up to get him like a previous aforementioned sirius xm if they're throwing big money at james corden what are they going to throw at Rogan? yeah 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 totally i mean look they're taking a risk on a on a, you know corden and things like that people who don't have shows and they've got to start something from scratch. This is a, a show with the biggest audience. So they would pay God knows what for that. I suppose it's, you know, in like basketball and NBA, the amount of money that these guys make now, the ability that they have to really kind of call their own shots and, and the effect that that's had on the league. Because, you know, if you're making $50 million a year, if you're doing, you know, whatever, like you've got this giant contract, you're not, you're not as beholden to your 
to the company that, that's that's paying your salary. I mean, you know, once you've got 200 million bucks, there's not really a whole lot that you can't do. So, mm. balls in your court, essentially. Well, you could almost say the Rogan deal was the opposite of the NBA because you talked about a situation with podcasting where no one was contracted. Everyone was out mm. there on their own yeah. and no revenue was guaranteed. His deal really was the one that changed yeah, the landscape in someone going, oh, I'm going to actually work for someone. I'm going to take a contract. I'm actually going to now have the repercussions and not being able to control what I say necessarily or have pressures applied to me about what I'm going to say as opposed to just advertisers pulling out. Um, mm. From the Spotify side of the deal, Richard Kramer basically has come up with a quote and I think this sort of sums it up. It's a situation where you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. If you keep him, Spotify will be locked into paying Rogan as much or more than before. And I dare say it's going to be a lot more. Yeah. And it's at a time when they need to contain costs. Now, if you don't keep him, then it's really tough because your biggest property and source of sales within the ad business walks. So can Spotify walk this line where they're trying to bring down costs, increase efficiency and lose their biggest cash cow in the podcasting space or do they overpay and then they're basically hamstrung I mean that's what they've done in Australia they've overpaid for Inspired Unemployed by all accounts that, from what I've been hearing it's a ridiculous deal that the guys couldn't say no to but if you if they hadn't have signed them then why do you have a podcast department in Australia if you're Spotify you've got yeah, you, true, you've got no true. shows so yeah. obviously then you're back to where you were when you began just managing relationships and but you're not monetizing anything and their whole idea is to be become a monetization company do they give him other sort of ways of getting a bit of additional upside like are there things that he can do like around you know an initial contract that's going to be the 200 million plus whatever that share is, options etc you know, et yeah and rev share on, on ad sales and things like that you know i mean if he's really bringing in these these listeners you know it might be worth having a look at some creative ways to do business yeah but like you said he might just be happy with a lot in life he's got his comedy story got his bank he might just say let's just roll it over again keep going yeah. Who knows? Yeah, and, I, and I love reading sports betting ads that someone's given to me. Yeah. <laughs> Who doesn't? All right. A bit closer to home on this one, Stocks. Yeah, let's actually have some local news. SBS Insight, the TV show hosted by Kumi Taguchi, is getting its own podcast in 2024. So this is the reverse of everything we normally see, which is podcasts yeah. being used as IP for a TV show. Insight's a really interesting show on SBS, which is a multicultural and First Nations government-funded broadcaster. Kumi did a podcast with us a little while ago. She's fantastic talent, uh, real professional, uh, very interesting person. And it looks like they're extending the show she does, which is the uh, best way to describe it, I guess, is it's an interview show where it's interactive with the audience, but it's smaller mm-hmm. than Q&A, so it's much more interactive. Yeah. And it, it's got less of a political bent. It's a bit more interesting, in my opinion. So it does seem like the right type of thing to go down the path of a podcast and actually go a bit deeper on things. So it's just interesting to see SBS podcasting who are very good going the other way in terms of going, taking, we've got a bit of IP here, let's turn that into a podcast. Yeah, love it. Love to see it. Go where people want to be. Yeah, and look, there's another interesting thing going on that you've flagged, and I'd love to hear your take on it. It's directors now re-watching the films uh, in podcast format. We talked about with the death of DVDs that the director's commentary doesn't really exist anymore, and it was something that maybe we'd like to see Netflix do. Uh, but looks like yeah. uh, it's happening. Yeah. I mean, look, I loved director's commentary. I, I, it was one of the big sort of call cards for, for DVDs and why I got into them so much. I mean, just having that sort of ability to just sit there for a couple of hours and actually go through a movie and find out why things were the way they were and why these decisions were made, I think is just unreal. And unfortunately, that did sort of drop off. But, you know, with that said, we've got a new one in the, in the director's commentary space called Watch Along, uh, hosted by Josh Horowitz. 
So it's a nice little uh, podcast where he gets uh, uh, filmmakers along basically to rewatch one of their old films together and just chat through the whole movie, which I think is unreal. Not just talking to directors, he's talking to actors. So he talks to Jennifer Lawrence about Hunger Games. Justin Lin, director, talks about uh, Tokyo Drift, Fast and the Furious, which I will be tuning into. Um, <laughs> looks like there's some really cool stuff. Episodes aren't too long either because these could go quite long, 45 to 60 yep. minutes. What I would like to see, though, is a format where you go hit play, logo, Paramount logo's up now, or Netflix logo's up now, go. Hit, hit start now. Yeah. And, and you actually get the traditional director's commentary experience where they're talking you through things as they happen and there might be minutes of silence in there as well. Yeah, so there, I've um, listened to a couple of these which were done by um, The Big Picture over on The Ringer and they've done like, you know, the Batman um, one with Heath Ledger and, and a couple of others and it, it is it is that. It's basically, we're starting the movie now. I listen to it, you know, without watching the movie and, and when I said listen to it, I, I didn't get through it all. I just kind of like gave it a crack and I was like okay interesting but you know I'm doing kind of other stuff now it's just a bit weird having this kind of like silence essentially who were they doing it with with it sort of like a just ring a talent or did they have say Christopher yeah, yeah, Nolan ring a talent. yeah okay I think the way this works is you're getting a top talent like Horowitz is getting but you've got to do it yeah. in a format where the listen on for me would be the ultimate goal but you know, yeah we talk yeah, about consumption yeah. habits all the time. Who, who knows? If yeah, true. Do it. I just yeah. think it should be a, an audio option on Netflix and they should just have it and you, you should be subtitles, director's commentary, whatever you want. It's just something you can toggle on and off with films that they've made. These guys do all the uh, press junkets with the stuff that they're actually commissioning. Apple TV can do it as well. I mean, you could have Flower Moon, three and a half hours of Scorsese, De Niro and... DiCaprio, who wouldn't get around that? That would be great. I mean, no doubt there'll be like any additional documentary sort of style stuff. But, you know, even the the sort of the director's cuts coming in there and all those sorts of things, like there's a whole bunch of stuff you can do. But this isn't behind the film. This is behind the podcast. So I think that the uh, the most exciting thing is that someone's kind of giving us a crack in the format that you know might be that might work well for uh, for podcasting. I hope it's a huge success. Alrighty, just a, a super quick one here. I think um, The Economist, if anyone listens to any of their podcasts, they've got quite a few shows now, um, which are all really good. I've, I've been enjoying these. I was put onto them by a mate of mine. Everything was available on Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcasts, all of their shows, but now they're moving everything back off um, behind a paywall. So I just thought it was interesting that this kind of a magazine institution has decided to take this step. The stuff that they're putting out there is pretty interesting and relevant if you're kind of in like you're in business in any way if you really need to kind of keep across this sort of stuff they're they're basically you know one of the go-to sources so it stands to reason that they might have a bit more leverage in terms of you know utilizing a paywall yeah look the the economist is a high quality print publication that's then gone digital uh you did have to pay for a subscription to it and i do like the economist don't listen to it frequently or don't consume it frequently but it is very high quality content i found the podcast as a way to hack to get their content without having to pay for it, and now that's yeah, gone. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. um, it's probably just something that they were. It was an inevitability. And look, probably this nice little note for you and I, users of twelve foot ladder, which is a great way to get behind paywalls. Vale, it seems to have been shut down on the weekend. Real sad about that one, actually, because that was uh, fast becoming my most visited site on the internet. Yeah. 
Well, let's let's have some fun. Let's jump into our awards. Alrighty, I like this stock. So, look, as you mentioned at the top of the show, we did take down a few of the uh, the stalwarts of the best of lists last week. Um, much maligned, highly controversial show. We've had a lot of feedback. Obviously, um, some of the big wigs in podcasting have gotten in touch, bricks through windows, that sort of stuff. Charlie Hebdo situation, I thought was going to happen at one point it's, for you in Scotland. Crazy. It's crazy up here. So what we do? We just pick some categories here, and we're just going to run through it. I mean, we've gone with the big ones. News, knowledge and education, so that throat sort of quite broad, uh, entertainment, sport, true crime scripted, and a guilty pleasure. Like it. There's a little bit there, but we've tried to make the categories broader, so we're not sitting here and boring your socks off for 14 podcasts. Where do we want to start? Well, let's start off with news. Uh, my pick is The Rest is Politics by Goalhanger Podcasts. Um, I discovered this podcast when I was over in London in June. It is former Downing Street Director of Communication and Strategy, Alistair Campbell, and Cabinet Mr. Rory Stewart. Then they join forces across the aisle. So you'll see the podcast art is a red and blue representing you know, the Tory, Labor, different sides of the politics. We've talked about this one before, but I think this is an incredible podcast. They basically break down whatever is happening politically or geopolitically around the, around the world. It's intelligent conversations. They do include interviews, so they've had different points of view with the recent, dare I say, it, Middle Eastern situation. But a lot of their stuff lands on the fact that politicians are idiots and uh, they can both <laughs> come together across the aisle on that. But these are two incredibly smart people. I've been looking for a really good political podcast for quite some time that wasn't just pushing an agenda with the crooked media stuff, so pushing a pretty hard agenda one way. And these guys come down the middle and it's part of Goalhanger who I think are the best podcast network in the world right now as well. So this is a highly recommended and this would be my podcast of the year as well. Oh, okay. That's a big one. Boom. <laughs> um, mine, look, I think all of the sort of new stuff that I usually listen to, the Squiz and ABC Daily and all of those sorts of things um, are obviously you know up, up high for me for that sort of thing. But they're not really kind of worthy of this because they've been around for a while and, and you know what, we've talked about them a bit. Uh, one that I did want to talk about though was Podlytical. Now, this is how I am getting myself into the uh, the, the political scene over here in, in Scotland and the UK. Um, this is just a good sort of political chat with the latest goings on at Holyrood and Westminster um, through the eyes of, of Scottish uh, political journalists. So it's just been interesting kind of being over here, just trying to get a bit of a feel for the landscape and, mm -hmm. and what's going on, a bit of a shortcut really. Okay. Look, I've got an honourable mention for uh, news which would, might fall into your spot. It's This Week on the Internet. It's a weekly pop culture news show presented by Wine. It's a lot of fun. You can get it on YouTube. You can get it on video version on Spotify. You can just get the audio version. I recommend watching the video version. It's fast-paced. He doesn't really give a take on everything. There's a lot of just cheesy jokes around things that have happened on the internet. A uh, good way to just catch up speed. And he's a pom, so it might be a gateway for you as well. But I find that's one of the more fun like formats that. that are out there. And you're out in and out in under 12 minutes. It drops uh, once a week early in the week. I think for you it might be Monday night. Fantastic. I'll be on that one for sure. Well, I have knowledge and education next, but that's a boring one. Why don't we do entertainment? All right. I've got a few on this one. Um, I've gone some local and I've gone some more international. Um, why don't we start with the local? I just wanted to shout out the drop with Osman Faruqi. So this, he used to be over at Schwartz Media. Um, he's now with Fairfax. Um, and it's he's got a show, which is essentially a weekly show tackling the latest in, in the world of pop culture. Um they talk about everything, films, music, uh, TV shows, books, 
um, is co-hosted by Thomas Mitchell and Meg Watson. I really like the three of these guys together. They've got fantastic chemistry. Yeah, they, they cover a whole bunch of stuff, international and, and local as well. Um, so definitely worth a listen to once a week. They, they do it um, on his own feed plus on, the, on just like the SMH feed as well. Osmond's becoming a bit finale, isn't he? He's starting to really... He definitely is. I mean, he popped up quite heavily in the 1-4 documentary. Yeah, yeah, he misread a few things there. Uh, we've been had a bit of chat about that around the office. There's a few lyrics that he misread. Uh, maybe, <laughs> maybe thinking, particularly the Home and Away song that they were talking about, wanting to be in Summer Bay, and maybe reference to the TV show when it's actually talking about Long Bay. Yeah, well, look, on the drop, they do cover the 1-4 documentary as well. So if you want to hear a bit more about that and other documentaries, then... I would suggest you go over to that one. Fantastic. Any more entertainment podcasts for you? Yeah, uh, one called Search Engine, Life of an Internet, just PJ Vogt of Reply All fame. It was a terrific show that was around a few years back, got, got finished, cancelled. I'm not sure exactly what the end result of that was. But look, this is a, a weekly show where they address a pretty lofty question. So some of the things that they've got here, are, like the titles, directly are weight should I not be drinking airplane coffee? Um, and you definitely should not. Deal- it's disgusting. <laughs> and once I heard that, I've never touched it again. <laughs> and why a drug dealer is putting fentanyl and everything, which is a two-parter. They've got a couple of two-parters there, but the, the delivery on this and the research and, and the way they structure these is fantastic. I would highly, highly recommend this because it covers a wide range of topics. You're always going to be entertained by what they're putting forward and terrified. What great subject matter. Wow. All right, entertainment-wise, I've got Culture Club. It's a podcast we've recently uh, joined our network. It's one that we chased for over two years. I'm going to say actually two and a half years perhaps to get because we really believe in these these two hosts. So they're two 20-something media slashies. It's Jasmine Wallace and Maggie Zhu. They've both worked within the pedestrian umbrella of companies, which also includes... Oh, it includes a variety of different publications, but they've been doing this podcast fortnightly, on and off, for quite a long time. So we've got them in, we've got the producer, got them in studio, and they're now pumping out podcasts weekly. Uh, these girls really, I think, are going to have some cultural influence going forward. Best reference would be a sort of slightly less agendary uh, Shameless, but it is in that vibe. Mm-hmm. And just two very smart girls talking I'm talking about just pop culture. So I really enjoy that podcast and highly recommend it. Uh, this one's a bit left field. Mamma Mia Out Loud. So I was doing research to find a three-person per- three podcast format that works. So I did go yeah. down a few different ones. So I did go down the Osmond one that you recommended. Just wanted to see how you, what ways to create a dynamic and create friction within three people. And I've stumbled across Mamma Mia Out Loud, which always see as a very successful, probably the most successful of a Mamma Mia podcast. But yeah. I really enjoyed it. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Cancel me now. There was, they do three episodes a week, so, and one of them is a, a subscription-based one. But look, I mean, I'm not listening to three episodes a week of this. It's not my demo, but it is very interesting um, and Mia Friedman's on it, but she has two mm-hmm. two other of her editors on it. And there's a lot of dissent, which I was surprised by because I did think when you name your company after yourself, you run your company yeah. yourself, it may be tough. Uh, and you do see it on something like The Ringer. You do see guys don't always bite back at Bill Simmons. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of dissenting opinion here. And it's not personal. It's just 
that's you've said this i'm going completely over this direction is my idea on this so i found that quite fascinating and it's a format that i'll actually listen to i I think i've continued to listen to since then and i can see why it's such a juggernaut of a podcast uh yeah so stocks i am familiar with this show obviously you know the rest of the world is as well rest of australia certainly at least but one of the hosts of this uh show jesse stevens is a twin and I'm going to out myself massively here. I, I first uh, came across her when she was doing a, a, a recap show um, for Married at First Sight with her with her twin sister, which I was quite addicted to for a while while I went through my massive Married at First Sight phase. Went through? Yeah, I was going to say phase. Is it not yeah, still going? Is, is, it it just every, <laughs> is it a phase if it's just part of your life? Is it just every year around February to <laughs> April? That's right. I'm going to be watching last year's season this coming February, I think, just given the uh, when they release things over here. Oh, surely you can VPN in on that one, mate. <laughs> okay, and I've got like one more just honourable mention because it's a podcast you and I love. It's The Watch. It's a ringer one. I had to throw one in there. Uh, Chris Ryan, Andy Greenwald. I just love the podcast. I love the relationship. And I've got a lot of my information about what's happening in the entertainment industry, particularly TV and film from these guys. All right. Well done, Stocks. Look, I've tried not to, to mention these sorts of ones because you know I'm trying to keep it new and fresh, but... If you want to go down that, you're absolutely entitled to, and, and I would I would co-sign that that recommendation as well. Sport, sport. There's obviously the whole Ringer catalogue, which is habitual listening for me. But um, there's a couple of random ones here that I wanted to kind of throw in. Um, one's called the Pool Room by Australia's very own and deeply loved Tony Armstrong. The Pool Room. Yeah. So this is kind of relatively new, super short episodes. They're like seven, kind of eight minutes each, and they just go through the annals of sport history and talk about extraordinary sort of untold tales, things that are a bit out there, a bit wacky. But yeah, little short bite-sized investigations delivered by Tony, who does a great job at it. And yeah, I would highly recommend this if you just want to kill a a few minutes and looking for something fun. Oh, that's very snackable. Um, The other one I wanted to shout out, and we've talked about on on the podcast before, but Owned with Rex Chapman. It's from Wondery. Great production, super, super interesting to listen to. You know, he knows how to deliver a show. It's all about the world of sports ownership. Um, it's largely American sports, but if you are a bit of a homer, you should listen to the, the episode about the Rabbitohs and, and Russell Crowe because he does feature it in the as well. So it's a, it's a good little behind the curtain one there. Very good. All right, well, I've got a Wondery podcast as well on my sports one. That is Six Trophies with Jason Concepcion and Shea Serrano. I believe we have talked about this. These are two uh, ex-Ringer alumni, but Jason Concepcion has had an incredible, incredible, incredible career moving around and working for Crooked Media, doing uh, the Emmy Award-winning podcast, uh, vodcast, NBA desktop. Shea Serrano has his own TV show. He is a Mexican-American, and he did the sort of first major mainstream Mexican-American sitcom, which just came out this year. So these guys are real, and he's a very successful writer. So these guys are just content kings. But Former they're, teacher as well. Incredible, incredible rise to fame. Incredible rise to fame. And these guys are NBA junkies, and they do a great podcast, uh, Six Trophies, and the concept behind it is they talk about, it's a weekly show where they talk about the NBA, but they have a Six Trophies, and the Six Trophies, at least three of them are the same every week, and they're fun. They're leaning to their pop culture stripes. So there's a Denzel mm-hmm. Washington in training day performance of the week just a shout to how good Denzel Washington is in training day and so who had the best performance of the week within the NBA there's a Dominic Toretto I live my life one mile at a time for the person in the NBA who made 
the most short-sighted decision of the week with <laughs> no regard for future consequences. And I love they were talking about when they were coming up with the concept of each segment of the show. They went, "That's a gr- we want to do the Dom Toretto thing, but is there going to be a short-sighted decision every week if we're going to roll this out over a seven-month season? And they went back through the previous season and looked at every week's narrative and went, yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. there's no worries feeling this whatsoever. Is, that one is in there. So, And there's a Catalina wine mixer. They've got some great... Just they have a lot of fun with pop culture, which is what these guys' lanes are. They're not sitting down and breaking down the X's and O's of the game. They're breaking down the big narratives and they're tying yep. into pop culture that we all know and love. And a similar one to all the golfing junkies out there. I'm not a golfing junkie. I'm a former great. Probably never play a game again in my life. But there is the guys from No Laying Up. So, look, it's a fresh, funny discussion of all things golf. Uh, the No Laying Up guys have enough chops which they can do cool things with professional players. But... They cover all the big narratives in golf, and it's just a fun podcast, and it's just a bunch of guys having a lot of fun together. And it's well-produced, it's well-made, and it's a hugely successful podcast, and golf's a huge game, so I know a lot of people love it. I don't, but I do love these guys. True Crime and Scripted. I've got one here which, for me, is just an absolute standout. It's going back to Goal Hanger Podcasts, who we talked about before, who do The Rest is Politics, The Rest is History, the rest is mm-hmm. football, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. They have done Sherlock and Co. This is a reimagining of Sherlock Holmes, and it's beautiful radio play style podcast. Okay. It's a clever reimagining. It's incredibly well designed. I'd highly recommend giving the listen. It, it's just a, it's a cool take on the genre, and it's, it's very well produced. I just recommend giving the listen. And it's rolling out right now, so you, you can binge, for, I think, the first six episodes right now. Okay. We don't get a lot of scripted recommendations here on this show. I don't think it's something that we've tended to gravitate towards. So if you're, if you're converted, I'll definitely give this a listen. Yeah, it's one of the biggest bits of IP, most successful bits of IP in, you know, in English literature. I'm going to go with um, Scamander. Um, so this is um, a show that we did talk about on, on Behind the Podcast as well. Um, so this is all about uh, Amanda is the, is the wife, mother, blogger, Christian, charming, beautiful, bubbly young woman who lives life to the fullest, um, but she's dying um, and she's got a secret that she doesn't want anyone else to know. So it's, you know, Lionsgate uh, Sounds is, is the uh, production company behind this and Lionsgate, obviously, a lot of people would have recognized from the beginning of, beginning of films. They've really gone heavy into audio as well, um, and this is one of the big success stories that they've had so far. There's a bit of an Australian connection here. It was produced by Australia's own Jackson McLennan. Um, listeners of the show might remember us interviewing him um, a few episodes back. You were away at the time, Stock, so you didn't have the pleasure. But great show. Would highly recommend this. And there's another I saw on your list which I very much like. And must be exciting for the part of the world you're living in now. Yeah, the Kinnahans. So this is a story, uh, a, a true crime series from the Irish Sun um, that essentially goes into one of Europe's most formidable drug cartels, the Kinnahans. Um, it's I love this. Unreal, I love this podcast. Yeah, it's so good. I mean, just you know, if you're Australian, certain accents just you know work for you and i think the irish accent is great when it's just delivered perfectly like yeah this was this was really fun i'd recently been watching a a show on um sbs i think it was as well called blue lights which is like a police procedural type uh show like you know gritty gritty uk type thing um all well not uk uh northern ireland uh cop show 
so I was right into this kind of space, and this thing came along at the perfect time. But I, I couldn't put it. I couldn't put it down. I couldn't press stop. I had to listen to the whole thing, really. So, so guilty pleasures. Let's finish it up with some guilty pleasures. I've got one, and this was the hardest category for me. Everything I listen to, the guilty pleasure. Yeah, yeah I'm gonna put the, the Britney same, audio book in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, guilty pleasure. Uh, but for me, I went in a completely different direction. There's a podcast called Heavy Hands. Uh, it's a combat sports podcast, primarily MMA. Basically, the two hosts are journalists, but slash both were scouts for fights. So they're very nuanced in terms of their understanding of fighting. And they're very cynical as well of the whole structure of combat sports, which has a rich history of very bad people running it in terms of treating the actual talent abhorrently so they mm. they don't shy away from just the incompetence of some of these organizations and also sometimes they just say sort of because mma is quite a new sport just sort of the incompetence of the promotion and some of the just some of the things that happen and some of the fights but their analysis is very good they're usually talking about what's upcoming and it's quite a long podcast it runs for well over an hour and if you're into things that are happening in, in combat sports of coming up, they give you a lot of insight and it, it's good fun. So a guy based in the US, guy based in the UK, there's good banter, um, good different points of view. And for some reason, I find I've listened to every episode this year. Yeah, whoa. Yeah. So dedicated. Yeah. Well, mine's a little less um, aggressive, I suppose. Um, and I don't know whether or not, like how guilty it is, but look, it, it's, an, it's an old favorite. It's, it's Paul McCartney. Um, we've got McCartney A Life in Lyrics. So this is a podcast that's come out. It was actually off the back of a book that was being written by a poet called Paul Muldoon. It's conversations between him and Paul McCartney just going through all of the people and experiences and art and, and everything that inspired um, McCartney's songwriting and a lot of the Beatles songs. So they had these conversations over a couple of years. As I said, it went into this book, but they decided because he's got all the recordings that they might as well make a podcast about this as well so it's going to be tw it's going to be two seasons 24 episodes in in total it's part of pushkin um so it's yeah it's it's really nicely done it's just cool hearing his voice a legend like paul mccartney it's just great having this kind of just sit back and just listen to the way that these these songs came together um some of the little tidbits that come out you know the one that like one of the first episodes about Eleanor Rigby, he was uh, talking about the strings that go into that um, into that song, and how Psycho and the the the, the famous shower scene inspired the part of the string um, arrangement in that in that particular track, which I thought was really cool. But there's all of these sort of like little nuggets like that if you're a Beatles nerd or just like songwriting or just McCartney or whatever, you know, I'd highly recommend this one. I love it. Two very different recommendations. Yeah, absolutely. Well, look, no doubt you guys will have plenty of uh, input on this one as well. So if you do have anything that you feel like is absolutely worthy of being on on a end of year best of list, please yeah, send it through. We'll give it some shine. Yeah, we've got we've got plenty of uh, weeks left until the end of the year. So no doubt we'll be we'll be bringing these up again. 